Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 64. You've got Chris and Brian. Uh, today we're going to talk about some second order and maybe third order effects um, that could potentially affect us here in central Ohio related to COVID-19. Um, yeah, we're just going to kind of get into some of these. Absolutely. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, hey, uh, before we get too far into um, the scary, gloomy, doomy stuff and the things to be prepared for, um, I wanted to say thank you. We've picked up a number of new clients. Um, I jokingly refer to them as folks who have voted for Obama twice but now want to buy a gun. Um, we do have a lot of folks out there. I know we talked about this and are bringing folks into your tribe and teaching them how to shoot fold. Um, but I, I want to say thanks to our new customers. I also want to give a big thanks to our existing customers, folks who have been with us and who are part of our tribe. Um, I've received a number of emails and a number of very quick phone calls just checking in, folks going, hey, how you doing? Is there anything you need? Um, I have sent a few of those phone calls out to friends and customers as well. Um, if you've got somebody to check on, check on them. If you've got somebody you know is maybe you know, busier than Blue Blazes or shut in and bored to tears, um, you know, give those folks a call. If you've got anybody who's at risk, give those folks a call. But I definitely want to take a moment to say thanks to everyone who's checked on us. Um, all of our customers who've given us a little bit of grace um, old and new. Uh, I had a gentleman that I responded to via email a little bit tersely um, in a moment where we were really jammed up and I had a, actually an opportunity to apologize to him for being a little bit of a jerk. So um, things have been a little crazy here and if we've been a little bit snippy, I just want to be the first to apologize and say, hey, thanks for giving us a little bit of grace and a little bit of room to move here because the last couple weeks have been a little off the hook. Um, and we'll yeah. take it. We'll take it. We'll make it work and we'll take it. So thanks for the support. Um, if you're tuning into the podcast, obviously, thanks for tuning into the podcast. That definitely makes you one of the tribe. So, um, you know, we are limiting it to a few folks at a time uh, in the store, you know, four folks at a time, four customers at a time. So if you're stopping by, be aware of that. Uh, if you haven't stopped by yet, as things calm down, we are considered an essential service. Uh, beans, bullets, and band-aids, we got two out of three, kind of. Hey, coffee is an essential supply. <laughs> Amen. So, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and on that note, um, our plan is to remain open um, as long as we possibly can. Uh, we have changed our hours. We're Tuesday, 10 to 5, Wednesday, 10 to 7, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 10 to 5. Um, just gives us a little bit more flexibility to do some extra cleaning. Um, helps us work around the fact that several of our part-timers are in that high-risk, older age bracket. Yeah. Although they can still kick ass and take names when they need to. Exactly. Um, and also bear in mind, too, um, depending on how this stretches out or where things go, there may be additional changes in hours. Um, we're going to try and hold the line where we're at right now. Uh, if there are additional changes in hours, we'll likely book face Instagram and website those things so you know. So it's easy enough to check before you drive over. So Yeah. Yep. Um, so on that note, getting into um, some things we've seen on the Internet. Um, from verifiable sources like Ed's Manifesto and stuff reposted from Greg Elfritz and Active Response Training. Um, Greg, earlier this week, had posted to a Vice article from March 23rd that is looking at um, the supply chain from China to the cartels down in Mexico for precursor chemicals that they use for drugs. And one of the, the first things here was from the Sinaloa cartel. There was a WhatsApp message from the cartel's top boss, Ismael Elmeo Zambada, who declared that wholesale prices were going up for meth. Um, it says that everyone is going to sell a pound of crystal for 15,000 pesos, which is 600 American dollars from now on because of the shortage. 
before that it was 2,500 pesos or $100. Um, similarly, uh, wholesale costs for fentanyl um, are going way up on maybe not quite as much, but definitely going up. Um, and what we're kind of expecting from that is the supply chain here in the United States either contracting or going up dramatically in cost, which means that desperate people will be more desperate for the cash they need for their fix. Yeah, you'll and, and you'll see some modifications too as well. Um, the the over-the-counter pharmaceutical industry in the U.S. has done a really good job of, of saying, hey, I know you need cold medicine, but sign here. Um, over-the-counter medis- medications right now are, are actually a little bit scarce, and it's one of those things that pops. Uh, when Greece's economy crashed and burned uh, a few years ago, that was actually one of the big barter items uh, were literally over-the-counter cold medicines, over-the-counter analgesics, um, over-the-counter NSAIDs, uh, you know, all your ibuprofen, acetaminophen, Dayquil, NyQuil, um, allergy relief stuff, uh, as well as Imodium and some other real base medicines that you should probably have on hand anyway. A lot of those things went away. Um, some of those are base materials to make different narcotics. So you may see some shift in what people are looking for as well. That means that crackheads, knuckleheads, dipshits, and ne'er-do-wells in general um, might be looking for additional houses to break into to steal things out of medicine cabinets. Uh, we're back to keep an eye on your tribe. If you got older folks, older folks are more likely to be on medications. Um, you know, so, you know, let those folks know, give them a heads up that, you know, Hey, there's, there's going to be probably some weirdos kicking in doors because they need a fix. And these are not rational folks. These aren't folks that are thinking clearly. Um, you know, so, you know, not to be gloom and doom or like the zombies are rising up, but you know, read about, well, anyway, read about it. Um, I won't go too much into the politics of it, but you know, keep, keep an eye on these kind of things. If you have, you know, those types of things in your house, you know, be, be aware, you know, the bad guy may not know that, but he's basically going to go door to door doing stupid stuff, trying to find them. And the same thing applies to pharmacies and stuff like that. I would expect an uptick of weird behavior at pharmacies um, and places like that, that you already probably want to be avoiding as much as you can, just simply from a cross-contamination conversation. Um, you know, people with the Wu-Tang flu going to, you know, CVS to buy whatever, um, you know, are, are spreading the Wu-Tang around. And I don't know that cleaning those kind of stores is easier to keep up with. I'm not saying it can't be done or they're not trying, um, but it may be difficult. So, yeah, that's kind of weird stuff to think about. Um, that's kind of frightening, actually. So Yeah, yeah. on that note, um, one of the first easy solutions is keep your doors locked um, during the day. Keep your car doors locked during the day, especially overnight. Um, if you're, you know, if you've got a pistol at home, you should probably be carrying it. Um, when it's when you're awake and have it next to you when you're asleep. Yeah. Um, this isn't you know they're lucky rabbit's foot. Um, I know a lot of people look at guns as lucky rabbit's foot. Um, that time was last month. Well, and we've sold a lot of you know handguns to first-time buyers who had no interest in a holster. Um, they just they just want a gun. Um, if if it's you know if it's locked away in some lockbox upstairs in your bedroom and you're downstairs and the back door gets kicked in. Um, good luck getting to it. You'll have a fight on your hands before you do versus if it's on you, you may have a a tool that you can use to back things down a little bit or protect yourself if needed. Um, you know, so definitely consider that having that gun on you as much as humanly possible. Um, another thing I want to throw out there, uh, we've got a lot of folks at home right now as well, you know, shelter in place, folks that are, uh, have been, have been deemed non-essential, um, whatever the heck that means. Um, there's a reality check to we I, I see this on some of the social media um, local social media sites that are like neighborhood sites and stuff like that 
Um, if, if somebody comes to your front door and knocks on your front door and you're home alone or you're home with your kids or you're home with your spouse, um, you know, you, you don't have to actually open the door and talk to that person. You can go to the front door and let them know, hey, uh, we're sheltering in place for a reason. If it's not somebody you know, if it's not somebody you're familiar with, um, you know, you can tell them, hey, whatever it is, I'm not interested. Thanks a bunch. Go far away. Um, and you can even do that in a polite you know, way. You don't have to be nasty to anybody. Uh, the reality check is that person knocking on your door may be somebody testing your home to see if there's anybody home. If you don't go answer the door and that person was going to break into your house, what they're going to do is they're going to wait about two minutes. They're going to walk around to the back of the house, pick up the nearest rock and throw it through your sliding glass door or your back door um, or, or kick in your back door. Now you will have a bad guy in your house because you didn't let them know you're home and you're not interested. Um, walking to the front door with your cell phone in hand saying, hey, I'm not interested. And if they seem agitated, or they don't want to go away. Call 911. Um, you know, the reality check is that that's an attempt to break in a, an occupied dwelling and we're not in Cincinnati. Someone from local law enforcement is probably actually going to respond to that. So, um, we'll get to that conversation in a minute. Uh, anyway, so be aware, you know, it definitely challenge folks, let them know you're home. Um, you know, I'm not saying walk to the front door with your shotgun and point it at them. Don't, let's, let's not be goofy. Um, but just the attention getter of, Hey, I, I'm home. You know, I have a way to secure myself. You know, I'm not interested. Go, go far away. Um, don't hide in the back of the house because somebody may assume the house is empty and try and break in at that point. Pro tip. Yeah. Cool. Um, on that note, too, let's talk about Cincinnati. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw this or not uh, on social media. Um, I, I, I hope, dear God in heaven, that the public safety director for the for the city of Cincinnati has has fired the person who does their PR for them, especially on social media. Um, Cincinnati, if those of you who are from that area know that Cincinnati's police department has been challenged and been under duress um, from being short-staffed for probably the better part of a few years. Um, some of the local municipalities around them as well are in the same condition. Uh, you know, it, it, Cincinnati's had a hard time keeping up, trying to get enough new law enforcement officers on board uh, as a lot of folks have retired. Um, they, they had, you know, like Central Ohio, there's an aging police department there. Um, and they've got, because of the, the retirement programs in place, a lot of those guys have held on a few years longer. And it's made it difficult to bring on new guys from a fiscal standpoint. And now that some of those new guys are retiring and the world's becoming a little bit crazier, um, Cincinnati posted something on social media basically saying they weren't responding to assaults that were non-injury, um, saying that they, which could be a precursor to an injury assault, bear that in mind, um, they're not responding to breaking and entering uh, on an unoccupied dwelling. Uh, well, it might not have been occupied when they broke into it, but when I came home and they were in it, it's now occupied. Um, you know, the, 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 the Cincinnati PD is not responding to a bunch of different things that heretofore would have been lights and sirens runs. Yeah. Um, and now they're just simply not responding. Um, I, I absolutely understand that some of the police departments across the country are going to be overwhelmed by this. Um, and, and there is a little bit of a mentality where you're kind of on your own. You're responsible for your own security and you're responsible for your own safety. And those of you who follow the legal aspects of are the police actually responsible for your personal safety, the answer is no. The police legally are responsible for the general welfare of the municipality that they support and protect. On an individual level, they're not. Um, and that's borne itself out through actual case law. Um, so the reality check is for your individual private security, you're on your own. 
But right now, there's a lot of things that, you know, that you're probably a lot more on your own than you've ever been for. And it's time to step up and be responsible for yourself and your neighbors. Uh, you know, if you see a vehicle in your neighborhood that you're not familiar with and somebody gets out of it, walks up and kicks in your neighbor's front door, I'm not saying that you need to be Joe Rambo and go to the rescue, but I'm sure as heck saying that you might consider uh, getting um, police and, and, and EMS rolling because yeah. there's probably something nasty afoot. Um, and also knowing, you know, if your neighbors are home or not, being in touch with them, etc., uh, you know, getting license numbers on vehicles that are unusual and stuff like that, having a list of those things. You don't have to call the police with it, but, you know, if you see that same vehicle two or three times, it doesn't belong. A courtesy call might not be a bad thing to your neighbors as, as well, because if, if those ne'er-do-wells, I use that twice in the same podcast, ne'er-do-wells <laughs> um, three times, um, you know, are seen crews in the neighborhood and, and they know people are looking and writing down numbers or taking pictures of the car, it may convince them to go elsewhere and be bad guys someplace other than where you're at. Um, but the, this is another one of those second order things. Understand that your local police agencies can, can very, very quickly get swamped um, with current events, whether it's short staffing on their part or just extra calls because the world's gotten a little silly. Um, you know, d- dig in, assume responsibility for your own personal safety. Um, that doesn't mean shoot everybody that comes to the door, but it definitely means keep an eye on things, help you keep an eye on your neighbors, etc. So does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And on that note, we're not quite there yet, but you should probably have a plan in place to go to at least 25%, 24-hour security, um, yeah. you know, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Again, we're not there yet, but it's one of those things you don't want to have to figure out um, after you need to be doing it. Yeah. And, and there's a reality check too, is, you know, do you, do you have the manpower to do that? Um, do you have a way to do that? And, and that's, again, maybe back to that developing a plan with your neighbors now. Um, you know, if things get weird and you want to be able to count on the folks around you. Um, having had that conversation might make you the weirdo for starting it. Um, or it might make you the person that everybody else kind of takes a deep breath and goes, okay, cool. I'm glad someone else is thinking about this too. I can promise you right now in your neighborhood, you're not the only person worried about fiscal security, um, you know, and, and, and having a plan in place. So it's a little better, even if you're not setting up patrol routes and stuff like that at this point in time, it's a little better to at least have had the conversation so that other folks know that, you know, they're not on their own. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on that note, um, you know, also trying to think of plans, you know, if you haven't done gardening or you're, you know, getting ready to do a garden this summer, it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Why not get started now? Um, you know, along those lines too, communications, um, you know, I I don't know if there's been a run on the cheapy little walkie talkies at Cabela's yet or not. Um, but you know, going online and, and buying a, you know, a couple, you know, some cheapy walkie talkies, might allow you in a little easier fashion to communicate with a neighbor um, or a family member or something like that, uh, you know, to keep them available to you. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying that we got to start setting up patrol routes and stuff like that and working out comms codes and things of that nature and making sure we're, you know, on which channels and which channels are primary and secondary. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad idea if you've got a neighbor that you trust or that you're like-minded having uh, an FRS or GMRS or whatever radio in a charger in each of your yeah. houses so that you could simply pick it up and go, Hey, I just saw X Y Z happen. You know what are you seeing? Kind of thing. Yeah, so. FR, for um, for those of you that aren't in the radio lingo, um, FRS is the Family Service Radio. Um, it, that band is free. There's no licensing or anything. Um, that's your basically your standard issue, like um, you know Amazon or Cabela's walkie talkie. They come in yep. two packs from Motorola, Motorola, Garmin, Motorola, and number of other ones. places. Yeah. 
Um, but having, you know, a handful of, you know, primarily, primary alternate contingency and emergency frequencies and the, what are the, like the sub, sub channels on those? Yeah. Out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't even think you maybe, I don't know if, if you need to go that far into the woods about it, but it sure would be nice. It's better to have planned ahead. Yeah. I'd rather see people be a little bit nerdy about it and be ahead of the game than not have any idea what they're going to do when the primary channel gets overwhelmed because too many people are talking on it at one time. And that's, that is a reality check when you get into comms issues around emergencies. It's one of the big things. Even big organizations that have done it before have a hard time keeping people off the flipping radio that don't need to be on the flipping radio. Um, you know, so and these are some fairly esoteric conversations that hopefully you won't have to get to. But maybe if you've at least run through them ahead of time, it won't be what clusters your emergency. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be stressful enough. So absolutely. Um, what other weird, 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 weirds were we talking about? Um, the, the food supply thing, guys, uh, I know toilet paper has been weird. Um, I know that, you know, probably everybody out there has a story where, you know, Hey, I walked into the grocery store and they were out of everything. Um, along the lines of, of keep calm and, and press on, um, the reality check is you walked into the grocery store, they were wiped out, and three hours later, if you'd have walked back in again, they probably were stocked back up. Um, so as you're looking at, you know, you know what's available out there, definitely, you know, having some extra food on hand, having some staples, some things that are long-term around, and some things that are mid-term around, you know, we've, we've beaten that horse and got out of that game, uh, quite honestly. Um, the, the reality check is the, the prepping into things is something you can do just by adding a few extra bucks to your grocery list every week when you go to the grocery. Um, but there are some things I would throw out there to be considerate about right now. If you are well stocked on toilet paper, don't go buy the toilet paper. If you are well stocked on ibuprofen, don't go buy all the ibuprofen. If you're well stocked, you know, leave, leave some for the other guy who's, who's maybe is the dude who didn't think ahead or doesn't worry about this kind of stuff and is now panicking. You know, you know, if you, if you've got what you need, leave some around for everyone else, and and don't be that guy. Um, if you're the dude who's buying it and then taking it somewhere and selling it for four times the value, shame, 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 shame on you. Um, or it's America, capitalism rocks. Either way, whatever. I'm not going to judge you. Um, but you know, bear those things in mind. But also understand that you know, it, it currently our infrastructure for moving food through the U.S. Is, is, in, is in pretty good place. Uh, most of that happens over the road. Uh, most of that happens via guys driving trucks. And while they do travel, they're, they're fairly isolated while they travel in the vehicle. Um, and they don't necessarily have to closely interact with folks at pickup and drop-off points. Um, so I think you're not going to see that infrastructure crumble. Uh, the other thing to bear in mind is we're within about 30 days of all the crops in South America coming online. And if we can keep, you know, that, that, that air train of stuff moving too, yeah. um, you know, and again, those are folks that, you know, while, while the workers are at risk because they're exposed to each other, the folks in between um, are, are a little less so, um, you know, I don't think our food supply is going to be where we crash and burn, but having a little bit around so that maybe you can give up some of yours for somebody who needs it or didn't prepare might not be a bad thing. We're back to maybe showing, you know, just a little bit of grace and helping your neighbor out. So, um, but I don't think that's going to be, at least at this point, for the foreseeable future, a, a significant second-order effect. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in the gun industry, holy crap. Um, you know, bullets, uh, holy cow, bullets are hard to get. Um, you know, we, we're, we are rationing ammo to one box per caliber per person per day, or, or basically 50 to 60 rounds, uh, enough to load up a couple of mags kind of deal. Um, you know, but if you stop in every day or you bring the tribe with you and, and each person wants to buy a box of ammo, I'm not going to argue with that. 
um, unless you bring the entire Hatfield clan at one time, then there might be a conversation. Um, but other than that, uh, gun-wise, guys, uh, you know, quality firearms are hard to get. They're the first ones to go. Um, but, you know, we do see restock uh, on the horizon. We have stuff coming in, you know, on a near daily basis from our distributors. Unfortunately, it's not the, uh, you know, the volume of restock we'd like to see. And I think pretty much everybody's in that situation in the industry. Um, if you have what you need and you're just looking for one more, um, if you can hold out, this is an election year, maybe wait, talk to the election because there'll be lots of cheap guns to buy. Um, I can promise you there'll be lots of used cheap guns to buy. Um, out there on the secondary market. But at the moment, if you don't have what you need and you're trying to get something, um, talk to us and let's see if we can order it for you. Um, we're not doing names on lists only because there are 4,000 lists and there would be 4,000 names on each list and we simply don't have the manpower to do that. Um, but it is something if you follow us on our social media, on Instagram and Facebook, as, as items come available, that's where we'll be posting restock on things. Um, you know, so by all means, if you can keep track of us there or, or feel free to give the shop a call, just understand that it may be a fairly short conversation as we check for whatever it is you're looking for and then get off the phone to help the next guy. So, um, but I would expect crowding and craziness to continue at gun retailers. We're doing our best to manage that by limiting the number of folks in the store, um, at any given time so that we're not all breathing on each other. Um, you know, so yeah, but you know, more effects of this for now yeah on that note um particularly particularly regarding ammunition uh, common pistol calibers like nine mil um, 45 380 um dare i say 40 cal uh, are basically oh. non-existent right now um, <clears throat> on the wholesale side which means we can't get it um, and if we can't get it we obviously can't sell it to you yeah and we are we are getting it but it's literally in dribs and drabs ammo that i would have bought you know hey send me five cases of 40 caliber ball ammo um it has turned into uh i've got 23 boxes take them or leave them that's from the distributor hitting me up um, you know, so the, so it, it is being rationed even at the distributor level, it's being rationed. Um, so, you know, understand that's, that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, on that note, you know, if you were the type of person that you bought ammo to go to the range, um, you should probably not go to the range. Yeah. Well, uh, or spend most of your time dry firing. Or yeah. if you do go to the range, be very judicious in the drills and the, the things that you're doing. Um, because the ability to just, you know, go to the store and buy ammo and go to the range isn't really a reality right now. Yeah, the, the, the recreational aspect of shooting, for those of you who, who didn't truly stockpile ammo, um, recreational shooting is maybe something to think about putting a little bit of a hiatus on for a little bit until we can get through this. Um, you know, it, you know, in, in like, like Ryan said, choose your drills wisely, you know, going to the range and burning 50 rounds for, for dot torture, um, you know, m might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, but as a general rule of thumb, there, there's not a whole lot you can't do from a draw stroke, sight alignment, first shot perspective, dry. Um, so if there was ever a time to dry fire, uh, maybe, or avail yourself of some super fancy online available G-Wiz training system that involves lasers and lights and bells and whistles and G-Gaws and really good looking models using it, uh, maybe, I guess now's the time to try that. I don't know. Um, you just probably won't be able to get it for a couple weeks because of shipping. So, Yeah. Um, you know, rifle ammo availability is, isn't quite as tight as the pistol ammo availability, but it's still pretty tight. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the things to consider is the United States as a whole <clears throat> bought 
I'm going to guess between three and four years worth of ammo in a, about a two-week period. Yeah, we had one of our employees over here, one of the large retailers, uh, one of the folks who makes decisions for a large retailer, make the comment that they sold through something like over two years of ammo in like a four-day period um, at one point about a week and a half ago um, before they decided to close down for a couple weeks. Um, it's, I mean, you know, there, there, there really is a crush going on. The difference this time is it's not gun guys trying to get another gun or it's not gun guys going out to get a little more ammo. Now it's people, like I said, who, who are, are I, I'm going to guess that a significant number of these folks probably thought guns were icky two months ago. Yeah. Um, and are, are now in a position where they're realizing, wow, you know, this, this may be the tool that you need because things are getting weird. And if essential services crash and burn emergency services, whether it's hospital or police, EMS and fire, um, if those things go, they, these people are finally hearing that, wow, you may truly be on your own. And, and the gun is the equalizer. The gun is the tool that, that puts us all on the level playing field, assuming you have any skills with it whatsoever. Um, and so, like I said, we're seeing more folks who voted for Obama twice buying guns now than we ever have. And, and so that's really made this different than anything we've seen before with Sandy Hook, Parkland, any election year, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. We had, um, recently, you know, we've had multiple customers come in saying how, you know, when they got married, their wife forced them to sell the guns before they had kids. <laughs> got to save the babies. And, and now going like, so did you really sell those guns or not? And if you sold them, you should probably go buy some new ones. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, that, that's been something, I mean, not, not just once or twice. That's something we've heard a whole lot. Um, and, and on that, on that note, you know, if you're coming in and buying a gun because wow, um, you know, now everybody's a little bit scared and a little bit concerned. Um, you know, I, I, that's fine, but there's a reality check too. Are you buying the proper security devices to keep the gun readily accessible and to keep it out of the hands of unauthorized users like children or like your college house buddy who's unemployed now and needs some place to live because you got kicked out of his apartment and drinks too much. Um, you know, make sure knuckleheads can't touch the guns in your house. Or choose your house guests wisely um, and understand that maybe they bring a skilled gun to the fight. We like those house yeah. guests. Yeah. yeah. Tribe, tribe matters. Tribe matters, baby. Yeah. Uh, and just one of those things where, you know, if you are looking, especially with a pistol, and you need to secure it, a holster on your person is a very secure place to keep it. Yes, indeed. Um, the gun on you trumps the gun in your nightstand or the gun locked up in the safe somewhere. Um, having it on you is is gonna is what's gonna win the fight. It's no good to you if it's not. So yeah. And on that note, uh, we've been recently resupplied with a lot of holsters from our friends at Sidearm Solutions, manufactured here locally in Central Ohio. Um, very secure, click in, click out retention um, for a number of the popular pistol models that we sell. Um, very good on the concealed carry standpoint from a concealment, um, co covertly concealing the firearm. Also very comfortable. Uh, we have a number of holsters from Buitman Industries that allow you to keep a pistol um, with an X300 light from Surefire or a TLR1HL light from Streamlight um, on your person. Again, very comfortable, um, very good on the covert side of concealed carry. Uh, and we got some holsters too from Raven Concealment Systems that allow for outside the waistband carry um, with lights or without lights on a number of popular pistols. Yeah, and, and like I said, and, and also... You know, restock on those things is, is on a pretty regular basis. So if you come in and we don't have what you want, um, you know, if, if you got a little bit of time, you can check back with us. Great. Or, or let us know and we'll see if we can get one moving for you um, because those vendors are local vendors. Those are all Ohio vendors. 
Um, you know, so they're there. We can we can go to them and say, hey, you know, let's let's push a few more things through here real quick and get some stuff rolling for you. Um, if it's something that we don't feel like we can get from that vendor, we may put you directly in contact with them as well. Um, they all do a really good job. So and they're all local companies that are good folks making good products that we we highly recommend. So and they're, and they're stuck at home looking for things to do, like make you a holster. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes, indeed. So cool. Yeah. Um, on that note, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook's starting to get a little tweaky with the things we do, um, so we're going to hang out there as long as we can. But be advised, they are pulling California bullshit comment or bullshit politics um, with some of their censorship. Yeah, um, I would. I'm, I'm going to throw out along with that. Um, maybe consider writing Zuck a letter. Um, you know, maybe consider dropping suck a line, whether it's a tweet, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook, whatever, um, you know, maybe consider hitting Mark up because Mark's got dudes with guns around him, protecting him all the time. Um, and, and the department of Homeland security and orange man bad have all deemed this business to be essential from a security perspective for the country. Um, you, because they, cause they know what potentially could be coming down the road the next 30 days. Um, if, if, if orange man bad and DHS thinks you need a gun to protect yourself, um, it is pro and Zuck thinks he needs to pay guys lots of money to have guns around him to protect him, uh, but doesn't think you need a gun, then you can, Zuck can do something that rhymes with his own name, um, off. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you haven't subscribed to our weekly newsletter, um, you can do that. You can visit our website and it will, should pop up a form. Um, to subscribe to the newsletter uh, or send us your email to info at capcityoutfitters.com um, just requesting to get added to the newsletter list. Um, we will happily add you to that. Um, we put all of the things we get in on a regular basis, um, updates from us, things we're thinking about on that. Um, yeah, on that on that note, um, stop in and see us. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard, Ohio. Um, we're right in front of the Aldi's. Um, you can drop us a line again at info at capcityoutfitters.com. Um, yeah, hope to see a lot of you soon. Um, just four of you at a time. Stay healthy and don't lick your neighbors.